and this is episode seven. Do the decisions and actions I make now really affect my future? Just the explanation of the human race. We do what we don't want to do and what we want to do, we don't do. What does the future look like? What do I want it to look like? I think I find it difficult, not because I don't want to know what the future is. It's actually fear. It's actually um, avoidance of, I don't want to see too far into the future, thank you very much, because I, I might not like what I see. Ultimately, without that vision, without that picture of the future, our hope in the now diminishes. Yeah. It perishes. Welcome back to the Winning Life podcast. My name is Gareth Morgan. I'm Leanne Morgan. And this is episode seven. Episode seven already. Start off a new week. New week. If you're watching this as they're being released, this will be Monday morning, very early. <laughs> so happy Monday, everyone. Start Absolutely. of a new week, a fresh canvas to paint upon. Absolutely. Something fresh and new and good questions, hopefully for you to answer and look at this week. Yeah, and I think the question that we're looking at right at the start of this week is actually really good for a Monday. Yes, it absolutely is. Shall I reveal the question? Go for it. I mean, they will know already because it'll be on the description. Yeah. But, but you know, let's just assume nobody knows what the question is. And the question is, do the decisions and actions I make now really affect my future? And of course, as with all the questions, you can answer a straight up yes or no and switch off. Um, but we want to talk and unpack a little bit more about, well, of course they do, but how do they affect our future? How important are they? Yeah, and it's a great question because there are things that can influence us in our decision making uh, that stop us making great choices. Mm. And I think this question leads us to a, a clue and a key as to how we can, in the moment, make Far better choices and choices that are going to create an an even greater future. And so that, of course, the winning life is about unlocking that potential that God has placed inside of you and of me. It's our responsibility, actually, isn't it? It's not even just about creating a nice lifestyle. It's actually something we've, we've been given this life. Yeah, absolutely. It's our responsibility to to do our best with it and the fact is we make decisions and actions every moment of every day sometimes without even realizing you know the decision to go to like the kitchen and get a drink or the decision to sit in a certain chair right through to and the actions that we do with that right through to the really big Mm. important actions and decisions that we make but uh, so our brain is constantly and our mind is constantly uh, you know assessing and evaluating the situation do i do this or that do I go there? Do I have a tuna sandwich or a cheese sandwich for lunch? <laughs> do I talk to that person or do I not? Do I sit next to them on the bus or do I go to a different mm. seat? Do I buy that item of clothing? Do I not? They're the simple things, but it's constant. It's every day. Even right now, subconsciously, I'm making decisions about the actions that I'm going to take or the, the conversation yep. that we're going to have. So our mind is an incredibly powerful thing. And so that, that decision making has to be thought about. Yeah, and, 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 and that's why we wanted to release this podcast you know, three times a week currently. And we wanted to find ways of keeping the conversation going because actually, like Leanne said, you know, 90% of our choices each day are driven by our subconscious. In mm. other words, you know, by what the Bible calls our heart. 
Okay, so it's uh, the the heart that is driving everything, yeah. and so there are you know ten percent, and of course that's a a, a percentage just to kind of communicate, uh, kind of I guess the the bias that our choices have each day. That actually our subconscious is driving the majority of our lives, mm. um, and and we've got if if we if we're happy with that, then we'll just we'll just settle into that. We're just like well, I'm on this journey. Where I end up is where I end up. But I know that those that are listening, you're not like that. Yeah. You want to find ways of of becoming the best that you can, of honoring God, honoring you know those that have sacrificed for you, parents, loved ones, teachers, colleagues, whatever. You know you want to bring your best, and so mm. we've somehow got to find how can I unlock that ninety yeah. percent. Like, am I happy with what is in that ninety percent mm. and steering me? You know the analogy line that comes to mind. Is and I've talked about this before on, on numerous occasions when I've been speaking. Is of when I was a little boy and my dad used to let me <laughs> sit on his lap and to drive the car in inverted commas. <laughs> oh yeah, my dad used to let me do that too. Well, uh, good dads. You know, I good saw dads. the other day a dog doing that, <laughs> sitting on someone's knee while they were driving the car. Wow! Literally, I looked and I was like. There's a dog sat on someone's lap driving the car. (laughs) Again, slight slight diversion, but is it me? Or have we become a nation or even a world, dare I say, uh, that the the importance and the rise of dogs has just gone to a whole other level? I mean, I don't know. We've always loved dogs. Dogs dogs have always been a man's best best friend. friend. But... Um, in reality, you know, now, I mean, I went to, this really is, we're going off, <laughs> on, a ra- off, we're going off on a I was gonna say rabbit trail, we're going off on a dog trail. Um, <laughs> I was in a place in London the other day, and it was a place where you can go and it's like a kind of a, a communal workspace. And one of the USBs of this communal workspace is, and bear in mind, people who go there could be traveling, you know, an hour on a train to, to get to London mm. to work there. Or they could be local. But one of the USBs was you can bring your dog. USB? USB. USB. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, USB, not <laughs> I USB. I like to plug in <laughs> a USB. Yeah, you can plug your dog in. Here, charge him up. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that will be in the future. Robotic dogs as well. But yep. yeah, you can bring your, your, bring, bring your dog. And, and there were literally little dogs sat Aww. there and, you know, everywhere. You know, it It's was, because I think, particularly in cities like that, people are probably lonely. And so they... they have a pet they have a dog too i think, I think so. it's because uh, people are starting to choose dogs over children uh, that is also true i mean i don't want to comment on what's more will work or, or which one is harder <laughs> but yeah no it's true i yep. think there is definitely and i think lockdowns the lockdowns actually increased people's um buying of I pets you know they were at home they wanted something or someone to focus on particularly people who were by themselves so i think that's been a big i mean even now our son has been nagging for a dog for so long but somebody won't let us have one anyway we must stay focused <laughs> on uh, the conversation of what we're talking about <laughs> so i saw the dog sitting on the lap of this person driving that the car, was it but the back, analogy back was the you analogy. On your i was sat lap. not my dog uh, and i wasn't sat on a dog i was sat on my dad and not recently either. yeah not re- yeah definitely not recently i was a little boy and of course you know i was you know this amazing moment where i thought that i was in control of the car of course we were in some kind of car park private land and he he had his feet on the pedals. He had his hand on the gear stick. Mm. Uh, he even had his hand on the underside of the wheel. So in reality, he was yeah, in full control. Was in control. But I thought I was in control. I thought I was driving the car. And and to me, that picture is a bit like you know 
the little Gareth is like our conscious mind mm. and my dad is like the subconscious mind. In reality, the subconscious mind is, is driving it. And what we're looking at today is, is a, an, an absolute essential piece of how do I, I'm going to use the word reprogram, you know, yeah. uh, our subconscious. The Apostle Paul in Romans uh, 12 verse 2 talks about not being conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, mm. uh, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, again, you know, pattern, that is, again, it's, it's literally like wiring. Yeah. It's, a, it's something that if you don't alter the pattern in the subconscious, then it's like those are the tracks that you will run yeah, along. Yeah, and that's yeah. why we will repeatedly do the things that yeah. we don't want to do. Again, the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans 7, you talk about, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, uh, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I hate to do, I keep on doing. I love those verses. It's a bit of a tongue twister if you read it. Oh, it is. But that whole explanation is just the explanation of the human race. We do what we don't want to do. And what we want to do, we don't do. It's And, and we it, get ourselves caught yeah. in that cycle. Why don't I do what I want to do? It's a, it's a loop, <laughs> yes. isn't it? It's quite literally like being stuck on uh, on a loop. And mm. the, again, the Apostle Paul, the, who wrote, kind of a good uh, third of the, the New, New Testament, mm. he, he spoke about, you know, this pattern and being transformed, yeah. uh, but by the renewing of your mind. In other words, the mind, he's talking about the, the fullness of the mind, and, and we need our minds to be renewed. And, and one way in which they're renewed is what we immerse ourselves in. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to pick one part of that renewal process, mm. and it is about vision. Yeah. It's about the future. When when we look at the fact that we have been given with the and talking about creatures, as much as dogs are great, you know, mm. and other creatures are can be pretty clever and can do some amazing yeah. things. You know, my my Instagram feed is full of <laughs> dogs doing these amazing feats and you know incredible it's things. Our kids are on your Instagram all the time, so the algorithm yeah, they've is, affected uh, <laughs> my algorithm. I think they're purposely doing that dogs to try and, and get me to uh, to get a dog. Um, but the human is the only species that has an imagination every other creature doesn't have an imagination uh, 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 that that creature the dog the elephant the giraffe whatever you know they have a set pattern that they are kind mm. of locked into um but as human beings we can create yeah we can innovate and of course the reason why we can do that is because that was all part of god's plan for our yeah, life we're made in his image we're made in his image yeah. the creator and so, actually, if we're going to take responsibility for our lives, if we are, if we see ourselves as stewards, mm. then actually, this whole thing of of cultivating vision, of starting to get a picture, what does the future yeah. look like? What do I want it to look like? So, kind of starting with this far off point, it's quite challenging, and I know. Out of the two of us, and we've already talked about this so far on this podcast, <laughs> you know, you are more than now, I'm more than not yet. So Absolutely. this one for you is, whereas others would be more difficult for me, but for you, you find this particularly difficult. And people yeah. will be listening right now who also are thinking, I haven't got a, the foggiest <laughs> 10 years, five years from now. 10 days. You know. So t- t- <laughs> help people understand why, why it is you find that difficult, but also why this is really important for us to kind of push through that i think i find it difficult not because i don't 
want to know what the future is because actually I enjoy planning. Like I, you yeah. know, I've said on lots of occasions, I'm. You've called me in the in the past a systematic person. Um, so I like to things to be in systems. I like order. I don't like chaos. I'm not very good. Um, kind of without a plan, um, particularly when it comes to even simple things like going shopping. Mm. I mean, food shopping now, um, more than ever with the cost of living crisis, we have to have a plan. Um, and obviously budgets and things like that. I, I enjoy that I, and I see the reason behind that. But when it's looking forward more than just that, mm. it's actually fear. It's actually um, avoidance of, I don't want to see too far into the future. Thank you very much. Um because I, I might not like what I see or what if I plan, but it doesn't work out. Or, yeah. you know, for some of us, you particularly, you know, if I was to give you a blank sheet of paper, you love blue sky thinking. You love that. Just let's just put anything down where, where it could take us. You, <laughs> you're a creative mind. I'm much more of a naturally let me get my hands dirty kind of person. Not that you're not. You absolutely do. But you know what I mean in the yeah. sense of there's people who just like the blue sky. There's some who just want to get on with what what that tells us to do so i like to put legs on things um so if you were to say to me this is the goal we are now got to work for it great yeah it's the imagination it's the vision part that pulls me out of my comfort zone and yet i totally know the purpose and the point behind that and i know that when i have that in place that actually drives me better it just goes against my natural um kind of way of looking at things so it's it is often fear though i don't want to look too far into the future um that's really so good it's easy that's to really helpful stay in the now <laughs> yeah and i think you know so many people will identify with that and mm. again we've already talked about the fact that you know you just having the ability to or even the desire to kind of do some blue sky thinking on its own isn't good enough because you can create a great wish mm. of the future but a wish is different to a a, a dream yeah, uh, it's different to a vision. Oh yeah, um, and and you need therefore that systematic, you know, action plan. What is it I need to go to work on to bring that about? So you know, you need that now and the not yet. Mm. But the reason why we're again looking at this question now is because a number of times throughout the previous episodes we've talked about the MVP plan, uh, the to be that most valuable player to unlock the value that God's placed in you to serve your highest and best contribution to the world and to those around you, uh, we need a plan. Yeah. Uh, but a plan, ultimately, you start from the end and then you work backwards. Start with the end in mind. Mm. I think it was Stephen Covey who kind of uh, spoke about that. But in reality, you know, it's a, it's a truth that you'll find right throughout the, the, the Bible that ultimately, without that vision, without that picture of the future, our hope in the now diminishes yeah. it perishes it dies we we become hopeless when we don't have that future picture sorry to interrupt but just to let you know that in every episode gareth and leanne will be talking about the importance of getting a plan for your personal and professional life that's why they've developed the mvp plan when you develop your mvp plan surprising opportunities and uncommon results follow Visit thewinninglife.tv today to get access to your plan and the steps on how to use it. Let's head right back over to their episode. So, you know, for those that are watching on YouTube right now, I'll just show you what that plan looks like. If you're listening to this, then you can go and download at the uh, website www 
thewinninglife.tv. Subscribe to the newsletter and you'll be able to download this plan for free. A gift to you. All the links are in in all the descriptions and content of, of everything. That's right. So, so we've made it really easy for you, you to access. You literally have to click it. All you have to do is click it. <laughs> and so, you know, we've got the plan here. And at the very start of the plan, at the, the very first line, it says, my future goal by the year 20, and then there's a blank. Uh, this is what I want my life to look like. Mm. So we've left it blank because, of course... I'm encouraging people, yeah, depending on age, I'm encouraging people to push as far into the future as you can. And of course, the further into the future you go, sometimes the less specific you feel you can be. But really, it's about creating a picture that excites you. Yeah. It's about creating a picture that you're thinking, yeah, do you know what? That is what I want. Mm. That's what I want for my family. That's what I want for my community. And in the book, The Winning Conversation, The Winning Keys, we talk about legacy. So this yeah. is not even just about a future that I am going to get to enjoy, but actually what is going to be left for those behind me? Mm. You know, and again, I don't want to be morbid on a Monday morning, but actually, <laughs> you know, in it's reality... It's actually a really, really important, important question. It's, you know, when you're a teenager and growing up, you don't you don't think about your future, do you, really? I mean, it's drummed into your school, you know, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? But they're just talking about academics. Mm. You know, we don't think about 20, 30 years' time. My daughter, my eldest daughter, Erin, who's 20 now, which even that, freaks that me out because I feel like I'm 20. That's how fast time's going. <laughs> she just jokingly said to me, how does it feel to be, I'm going to say my age now, 43? <clears throat> um, and I laughed and I said, well, what do you mean? She's like, what does it feel like to be 43? And I thought, do you know what? I feel no different. I mean, physically, I feel a bit older, but I don't feel any different to when I was 20. And my point is life is very, very it goes very, very quick. You know, it is long. When I think 20 years ago, I mean, we got married 23 years yeah. ago nearly. That's gone very fast, but a lot has happened so in that that time. But it's true, life goes by very quickly. And if we're not careful, we can just drift through mm. without a plan, without a dream, without a vision. Or we have a dream and a vision, but we just don't know how to put yep. legs on it. Or someone can dissuade us and go, oh, you'll never do that. So you just park it yeah. or or you can go to like be 60 70 80 years of age and think well that's it now i'm done yeah which also isn't true because while we believe while you have breath in your lungs there is a purpose Absolutely. there is a plan and that doesn't change but we have we have a responsibility to outwork that um and make sure that that there is a plan that is created out of it it's a bit like when i do go food shopping without a list without a plan and I remember I did that for so long. I would go food shopping, walk into the supermarket and we would have a budget, you know, not you have only a limited amount of money to spend on food. Um, now it's less than ever. <laughs> it doesn't and go quite as far. No, it doesn't go quite as far. Um, and if I don't go with a plan or a list, I'll go with what I feel like in the moment. Now the worst mm. thing to do is go shopping, and we've heard this before, I'm sure, go shopping on an empty stomach. Yeah. You know, I will go and make the wrong choices. I will pick up chocolate. I will pick up quick snacks. I will pick up the ready meal that I can just pop in the microwave and it's done anything. I'll pick up the wrong... I will not pick anything that is of any value to me nutritionally or anything that's going to feed my family for the week. 
And also, I don't know how much that's going to cost. Mm. I've not counted yeah. the cost. Yeah. And I will get to the till and go, oh my word, I've got nothing I can make any decent meals with, but I've spent so much money. So I learned very quickly how to plan meals, know what I needed and go and get those things. It didn't mean I couldn't allow myself to get other things if I wanted to, but as long as I got that first. Now that's a very simple anal analogy. No, it's but good. But that's actually how our lives should be. What do I need for this week? Yep. What do I need for my life? Yeah. Looking about meals. I'm going to have this, this, and this. There's going to be that many people. I need these ingredients. And so do I have that in my cupboard? Yes. Well, I don't need more. Or yes, I do. And so you start to build mm. a plan, a budget, and essentially your list. It will it will determine the cost, the energy, the time that you spend there, That's and good. limit the choice. So yeah, and it's important to see that in one sense, life is like that big supermarket. There is everything on offer. Yeah. Some things are good for you, some are not. Some other people will need, some things you will need, and it's so important to, to make that choice. I think what you just said there, and this is what a plan does, it limits you. Now, you think, oh, that's a bad thing, surely. Well, no, because the problem is when we don't limit ourselves then everything becomes possible. Mm. You know, and as we know, it says in the Bible, everything is uh, permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Yeah. So a, a multiple, uh, multiple options are, are, are not always great because you um, can be more likely to make the wrong choice and wrong decision. And I think when you're in a, uh, again, when you're in the Western world and there is an abundance of options, um, the, the challenge can come in you can therefore almost just consume your way through mm. life and not really have anything to show for it. Whereas actually so to limit that, a vision, a plan limits it. It says, no, this is what the future is going to look like. Therefore, as you said, Leanne, you know, these are the things that I need. These yeah. are the things I don't need. You know, a vision uh, almost makes your mind up for you. You know, it makes up, well, if my vision, the picture of me by the year 20, you know, let's use a 30-year goal. For us, so that's, I think we said uh, 75, 74? Yep. Or 74, 73? We're coming up. It's coming for, up for, yeah. Don't we're kind make of, me older than I am. Yeah, okay, well, let's go for 74, 73. <laughs> and so, you know, by the time I'm 74, let's look at health. You know, I want mm. to have energy for my grandchildren or great-grandchildren be around by then? Well, Let's just depends say on our kids, be, doesn't it? And their plan. Of course, it depends. Well, I've got a plan for them, so they're going to have kids. Arranged <laughs> marriages. Yeah. Um, but you, I want to have energy. So, again, that limits my choice. So, mm. when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel like exercising. Actually, when I go to my vision, my vision has already made my mind up. Gareth, you're going to be going to the gym. Mm. Because your vision is, is saying you don't have an option. If, if that yeah. is the future that you want. Yeah. Um, and again, the more compelling that future picture is, the more that picture means to you. And again, we talk about in The Winning Keys, The Winning Conversation Legacy. Mm. So this is going even further into the future. And In the book, The Winning Motivation, I, I kind of ask this question. It's the kind of question that very few people ask. But I encourage you to ask yourself it. You know, 500 years from now. So we were just talking about 30 years. But <laughs> wow. I definitely won't be around then. <laughs> we definitely won't be around. And that's why I asked the question, 500 years from now, in what way would the world be thankful or grateful that you were alive? Mm. You know, what? whilst they may not have heard of Gareth and Leanne in 500 years' time, actually, 
we all contribute yeah. something or we take something away even yeah, from yeah, yeah. this world and in what way would we have shaped it yeah i think if we ask ourselves that question which we should it would literally alter almost every decision we made mm. because then you realize your life is never just about you yes. even if you don't have children yeah this isn't about natural kids I mean, it can. It absolutely yeah, yeah, is it about that, that but, but it's not exclusive. It's not just that. about no. that. So, if, if you haven't got children, if you've chosen not to, whatever, it's not just about your natural family. What you're passing on, like some inheritance, mm. like you said, it's when you're gone because that's one sure thing for every human oh, being yeah. that we all die at some point. Um, what is being left behind? Because your life does matter. But what's sad is I find time and time again that I come across people who sell out that right at the start for something very small like actually I just wanted to do this or just yeah. felt like this in yeah. the moment that decision or action that could affect generations not just their lives I've been reading the story uh, recently in the bible in Genesis of Jacob and Esau and you know the brothers and you can go and read this for yourself brilliant story um, Jacob was born very jealous of Esau who was the firstborn and had what they would have um, essentially in, in those times the birthright which meant that you had the blessing you had the inheritance you had it was kind of you, through that your line of children was where the blessing would come but Esau I haven't got time to go into it all now he was hungry and so he said to Jacob well make me some soup and Jacob said I'll make you soup if you give me your birthright and he because he was starving mm. So he had a physical need because yep. he was starving. He sold, he gave him his birthright. And essentially Jacob became the one who received the blessing, the inheritance. He sold it for a bowl of soup. Mm. For, but he wasn't wow. thinking yep. in that moment, the decision, the action of how it would affect his future. And so by selling that over now, obviously we read about Jacob and the whole line of descendants of the Bible that come from him. It shaped history. It shaped history. Yep. Because it should have been Esau's line. I knew soup's not good. (laughs) I knew soup is... I love a bit of vegetable soup. (laughs) Soup I think it's actually lentil soup the Bible talks about. Well, definitely. Lentil soup should be banned. (laughs) (laughs) But but you see how just... You know, it's it's a true story. Yeah. But we can apply that to our lives. In that Mm. moment, I made a wrong decision because I just felt tired or I felt hungry or I felt weak or I felt distracted. Yeah. And we throw away our future... Or we set it on a different course because of one or a series of, of wrong actions. And I think that's a really important point. You know, again, there's a saying, isn't there? Don't make a permanent decision in a temporary situation. Mm. In other words, the, the temporary, and it's usually related to something that's highly emotive. Yeah. You know, so it could be a physical feeling, hunger. It could be uh, an emotional feeling, you know, how how I feel about someone or something. And I can make a decision based upon emotion. And any decision based upon emotion is more often than not going to lead mm. to regret. It's it's allowing the now to rule the not yet. Yeah. And it has to be the other way around. It's the not yet needs to rule the now. Yeah. And that's where if you don't have a vision... If you don't ask the question, and again, we're not telling you how far into the future you have to think. You know, that's for you to have. This is an exercise to get you to think. But if if we don't have a not yet that is placing a demand on the now, 
then more often than not, the unruly soul, the unruly emotion is going to take us to places, to people, to things that are ultimately going to potentially destroy mm. what is important in our lives. Robbers of opportunity. Yeah. So having that vision, and again, we, we talked about at the top of the, 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 the podcast that the subconscious mind needs to keep seeing that picture. Yeah. You know, you need to keep putting that picture before you. I think it's Hebrews uh, 12 where it says, for the joy set before mm. him, Christ endured the cross. In other words, it's amazing what you can go through. And obviously we'll never have to go through what he went through because mm. only he could do it. But it's amazing what you can go through and you can endure when you put the joy before you. Yeah. And that joy is that picture. It is a picture of a future that uh, ignites you, that lights up, mm-hmm. you know, everything internally. And and again, it's a good thing we're talking about this on a Monday. And if you all listen to this and it's, I don't know what the weather's like, it could be bright and sunny or it could be, if you're in the UK, probably more often than not. Probably a bit um, grey. A bit grey. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, and the external can dominate us. Mm. How you're feeling about this week can dominate you. How you're feeling about your job today or people that you've got to meet or that conversation you've got to have or what's happening with your children, your finances. You know, all these things can really rule us in the now and affect our emotions. But a vision is actually saying, no, this is where I'm going. Yeah. This is where where I believe we're going to end up. And this is, and again, we'll talk more about the why behind that because that's an important part. Mm. But today, as we come into land, you know, start to ask yourself the question, you know, by this date, however far in the future you want to go, this is what I want, you know, my my family to look like. Yeah. This is what I want my finances to look like, my health. This is, this is these are the people that I want to impact and mm. influence. You know, this is the change that I want to see in the world. You know, this, and again, you know, we're Christians, we believe in an eternity and, you know, legacy. Leanne, what does legacy stand for when we talk about that in the Winning Keys and Conversation? Yeah, you very cleverly and helpfully put it as legacy is let eternity guide all the choices you make. And that really helps because then when you're thinking about eternity and some people think about eternity in terms of heaven, like we're just going to sit on a fluffy cloud forever. <laughs> Which I'm not up for that. I'm sorry. That's just ridiculous. Night of fluffy. <laughs> but eternity is far greater than that. And what we do now does count towards that. It shapes. It shapes it. And, you know, life is a very s- small, tiny part oh. when you think about it. And so it has to guide, let eternity guide all the choices that we're making right now. Let's not sell it for a bowl of soup. 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let, let the ultimate, as we talk about in the book, that the ultimate shape the immediate. Mm. Uh, but uh, just visiting it once a year is not enough. No. Visiting it once a week is not enough. Just to my right, on the back of my door, I've got a vision board. Again, we'll, we'll talk maybe about some of the practical ways that you can do this. And again, as part of the MVP program and plan, this is what we're going to be doing. This is what we're going to be working alongside you to do because we need help with this. Mm. We need accountability. We need an environment, a community, an immersion yeah. that is going to really start to shift this in us. This this is so important. It is eternity shaping, life shaping. And, you know, we're committed to serving you wherever you are. There is more in you than you think. And I really hope that you have enjoyed our conversation and we look forward 
to the next one and we'll keep going on this journey and uh, until next time from me gareth it's goodbye see you soon we hope that you enjoyed that episode and if you enjoyed it please go and subscribe over on all of our channels on youtube instagram and facebook and not forgetting your favorite podcast platform and if you head over to the winninglife.tv you'll be able to find all the resources available to you gareth has written several books which will help you on your discovery to building stronger and better lives come and join us for the next episode